Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. If you're listening to my voice, you made it till Friday, and I am so happy we're all still here. For the next three hours, we're going to be coming at you at 866-997-4748. That's the number you punch into your phone to come at us. So we got a great one tonight. We're going to be joined by some of our favorite people because, look, we're just it's great to be here in L.A., but we're just we're just trying to we're, we're just sitting here trying to enjoy Lauren Boebert's. <laughs> Last year in Congress, okay? That's all I want. The media wants you to be crazy. The media wants us all to be gaslit and at each other's throats and terrified that this guy's too old, so bring in the other old guy who's less fit. The media, you you know. We, we, we have to laugh at this. We have to mock all of this. So we've got three of our favorite funny people here tonight. Later in the show, we're going to be joined by Mona Shake and Graham Elwood. Right now, people of Earth, I'm going to welcome uh, someone who's back to be our uh, our sit-in sidekick. You know Natalia Reagan as an anthropologist, a primatologist, an actor, a writer, a producer, a host, terrific comedian. She did Laughing Liberally Off-Broadway with us. She has been an all-star host for Neil deGrasse Tyson's wildly popular Star Talk. And every now and then she joins us to enlighten us with science facts or funny things and, of course, lessons in a shit you just can't say. Ms. Reagan, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Great to have you every time we come to L.A. <laughs> and I'm glad you're going to be here. We have a lot to cover oh, uh, this week. We're going to have a pretty intense political panel in about an hour. Yeah. So I hope you're ready for that. I'm uh, yeah, putting on my big girl pants. Okay. I, I, I know it was a sad week. Joyce Randolph from the Honeymooners died. Trixie, 99 years old, died this week. She's dead now. And she's still having a better week than Donald Trump. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, We're going to talk about some serious political issues tonight, Natalia. So I hope you're ready for this. Oh, yeah. By serious political issues, I mean, what 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 the hell is that thing on Donald Trump's hand? Uh. Well, I think the syphilis call was pretty good. Okay, no. Curling no. iron burn, too. I've, I've, I've had those. Breaking news. In a rare oh, public shit. statement, uh, syphilis, 
has denied any connection to Donald Trump. <laughs> the bacterium itself has put out a statement saying, no, we wouldn't touch that. <laughs> he has gone from legions of fans to legions on hands. That is your president, everybody. Like, finally, finally, a leper Jesus wouldn't heal. That's what it's a picture. Jesus is like, I'm not touching that. I just could see him thinking that, you know, gonorrhea is, is, you know, the clap. And I feel like that could be very well, you know. <laughs> just why do they, why do they call it the clap? It hurts so much when I rub my hands together at all. Can you believe that Crooked Joe Biden oh. did this to my hand? Folks, folks, if Crooked Joe Biden can place hideous, oozing, open, pus-filled sores on my hand, he can do it to all of us, okay? Okay? I mean, that's not the round of applause he was looking for, but maybe that was the round of applause he needed. It's hard for that's the man. The it's hard for... Listen, you people are so hard on Donald mm. Trump. It's hard for him. He has to get Putin ready, okay, by fondling him, and Putin will not let him wear the latex gloves. How do you expect him to pay off his debt, it's... folks? Deutsche Bank is calling. <laughs> no, I don't mean to joke. You know, that, that, that thing on his hand, if you saw it, actually, it is... Uh, turns out it's, um, it's all that's left of Ron DeSantis. That's what they figured out. They ran some tests. <laughs> And that's all that's left of the boy who cried woke. Now, for the next three hours, we'll be having really concise political analysis like this. And our number is 866-997-4748. It's just jokes about leprosy on his hands, folks. That's really it. When is it going to fall off? I mean, I don't know. I would, I would, that would be great in the next one if it just, just lops off. Forget about open borders. I'm worried about the open source, oh, folks. Dear. That's what we're talking about here. <laughs> so Nikki Haley, uh, you know, Nikki Haley, who will never be president. I mean, there's an outside chance she could. But I got to say, sexism is alive and well when Nikki Haley's gender is the only thing keeping her from being taken seriously as an empty suit, do nothing bureaucrat. Mm. And um, here's Donald Trump last night who gave her a job representing all of the United States in the United Nations. Here's Donald Trump completely berating her and letting you know that anybody who would hire this woman is a complete boob. Chris? <laughs> now he's backing a woman talking about that I know very well, a woman that is not capable of doing this job. I know her very well. She's not tough enough. She's not smart enough, and she wasn't respected enough. She cannot do this job. She's not going to be able to deal with President Xi. She's not going to be able to deal with Putin and Kim Jong-un and all of the people that you, the very fine people you have to deal with. <laughs> very fine oh, mass murderers. She can't deal with any of these foreign leaders, wow. and that's why I put her in charge of Americans' foreign relations at the United Nations. Oh, oh, the dumb it burns. Oh, man. Now, if you're the kind of person who hates Joe Biden because Joe Biden is a confused dementia patient who doesn't know where he is and a criminal mastermind so sophisticated with his crime family, he leaves behind no trace of evidence. If you believe these two things, you probably believe you could follow both Trump and Jesus or both Nikki Haley and Trump. Hex, you probably believe these two people don't hate each other so much they could be married. So on CNN last night, Nikki Haley was asked about the comments from Donald Trump that she had no chance of winning the primaries. Give a listen. Irresponsible for the press to say this because Democrats can't vote in this primary. They haven't been able to change their registration for months. He's going out saying, I want to cut Social Security. I've never once said I want to cut Social Security. And everybody's talking about the fact, is she a conservative? I want you, Ainsley, you've known me a long time. How am I not conservative? 
I was a Tea Party governor. I passed voter ID. I passed the toughest illegal immigration law in the country. I cut taxes. I passed tort reform. We paid down our debt. I went to the UN. We cut a billion dollars. Just because the media says it, because Donald Trump says it, it's wrong. We've got to start telling the truth. And the problem the with Donald Trump it. and Joe Biden is they mm. think if they tell Americans something that it's the truth. This woman is so insincere, so hypocritical, so poorly calculating that she will say anything to any room to advance her career. And that's what I kind of want to talk about. Did you notice there she was blaming the media? Yeah. And, and, and I th- I love how she did not call out Trump at uh, at one point, at, yeah, no, he's just going to be the way he is. Folks. Again, what, should, I feel like we should just let them leave them alone and let them make love because I feel like that is what it is. Bound it to is happen. the media's I mean, that fault is, that Trump wow. insulted her. So, so oh. again, mm. she hasn't had the best week. First off, she was asked last week what caused the civil war and of course wouldn't say slavery no it was bad bad vibes she was right uh and then she was trying to like you know obviously when she said that the reason she said it was because she is sending a message to the people who vote in republican primaries who don't want to believe there's anything bad about white supremacy who don't want to believe there's ever been a problem that white people caused in this country who don't think there's any such thing as racism And when she said it last week, I thought, all right, maybe she's calculating. She's making a play for the racists. Mm. (laughs) She's too scared to call herself by her birth name Nimrata because of the racists in her party. But now she's saying there's no racists. So then this week, she pretty much... uh, she pretty much showed that she knows exactly what she's doing when she came out and said, we have never been a racist country. She was on CNN on Thursday night with Tapper and she was saying how America's never been a racist country, including, including slavery. She said, well, that was, that was, they, they said all men are created equal and they, they started the nation to try to get better. The declaration of independence calls Indians merciless savages. And she's saying that we've never been a racist country. Now she knows it's not true. Why is she lying? She's saying there's no racism because she's trying to get the votes of white people who don't want to hear any complaints about racism. Because racists don't think racism is racism. Racists think, what the fuck are you doing in our America? Yep. This is our country. We built it with no help from any non-white people. And on CNN Thursday night, she came out and said that you should lie to your kids about racism in this country. She said for every black and brown child out there if you tell them that they live or are born in a racist country you're immediately telling them they don't have a chance now you understand that there are successful black people in this country and successful brown people in this country and all of the successful black and brown people in this country grew up knowing what this country was knowing what our country's history was nikki haley will not acknowledge that racism exists Donald Trump did a birther conspiracy against her, just like he did against Barack Obama, just like he did against Ted Cruz, just like he did against Kamala Harris. What do those four people have in common? They're not white. Donald Trump spread racist lies about all four of them, and the media lets him get away with it. They've been mocking her birth name, Nimrata Randawa, trying to remind you-know-who that she has a Sikh Indian background. And he actually said she's trying to infiltrate the Republican Party. This is exactly what he said with, with immigration, I wish, poisoning the blood. I wish she was, but that's not the case. Non-white people are invaders who are coming here oh to invade your party and take shit from white people. He made her ambassador to the UN. Yeah. And now he's saying that she's invading, infiltrating 
the Republican primary. And Donald Trump can do this because the media will never hold him accountable. And the media will play dumb about his racism to gain access to him. And I think racism now is the denial of racism. You know, like they're more offended by Colin Kaepernick's knee than Derek Chauvin's, right? They're not offended at monuments glorifying white supremacists who took up arms against America so Dr. King would be born the property of a white man. No, they're mad at people who want to take those monuments down. They're not mad at police brutality. They're mad that there's a Black Lives Matter movement. They're not mad that we need one. They're not mad that some minority groups need extra protection under the law. They're angry that those groups would ask for extra protection under the law. That's the racism Nikki Haley is a part of. That's the racism she brings up when it suits her. That's the racism she denies when she's trying to get a racist to make her his vice president. My Lord. It's going to be a fun 10 months. I don't know. It just reminds me of the don't say gay policy. I mean, if you don't say it, it doesn't exist, right? That's that's the way you do it. Exactly. You just, you know. Yeah, and don't emit say, the word, emit the the concept, and it's gone. Yeah. Don't say gay was especially evil because it wasn't like don't say gay. Mm-hmm. It really was go ahead and say gay, and if you do, this law allows any mm-hmm. Yahoo who ha- might have a kid in your school or not to sue the fuck out of your school and your district if you do say gay. It was an art in coercive self censorship, getting teachers too afraid. Now you can't talk about sexual orientation or gender identity, but you can say mom and dad, male and female. You can, you can, if it's heterosexual, it's okay. And teachers are getting called out for talking about racism in, in the United yeah. States. I mean, that's it's the exact same you know idea that we can't even teach. I one of the things when I taught biological anthropology, when my students would come in, the stats are so staggering of how many people don't know about the Holocaust coming out of high school that yeah. I had to make sure. Does everyone know about the Holocaust? And it's a question I never thought I'd have to ask a, a college classroom. Yeah. And for the most part, I was lucky. A lot of them did know what it was, but they didn't have a full breadth of knowledge. So it gave me an opportunity to talk about it. And a lot of them were, were pretty horrified. And a lot of the classrooms I talk at, especially in Lehman College, you know, were predominant. I, I was the only white person in the classroom. Right. And so I think it's even more important to make sure that everybody knows this and it's never forgotten and people feel comfortable to talk about the things that they go through in their day-to-day lives. Like my students would talk about the, you know, prejudice and bigotry they experience. And if they don't have that safe space or opportunity to do that, you know, that's not helping anybody. Well, actually, I kind of want to talk about uh, school uh, and racism for a second, if I could, because I want to do something I don't normally do. I want to, I want to do a personal story. That's a local story. You know, I really do believe, and I say this all the time that your state and local elections affect your life so much more than who's president always uh but i don't do a lot of local stories here and there's there's something i'd like to tell you all about this evening if that's okay i don't normally do this but i want to tell you about a small public school in new york city uh it's called the west prep academy it's up on uh, west 105 it's it's um it opened in 2011 and it's the kind of inspirational little school that they they make movies about Uh, let me let me explain manhattan valley is this little known neighborhood in manhattan it should be called manhattan valleys because it's all hills okay Mm -hmm. it's like the first new york city neighborhood devoted to tendonitis manhattan valley is this small neighborhood between harlem and the upper west side and the school is in manhattan valley and kids from all three neighborhoods go here because it's close to home many families move to be close to this building it's a tiny middle school it shares a building with ps 145 it only takes up 11 classrooms west prep academy Students are all, again, local, Harlem, Manhattan Valley. The kids are mostly black, brown, and special needs. It's the only Nest school in Upper Manhattan. Nest is a terrific resource for parents of kids with autism. It lets kids 
who are living with ASD grow and develop in the public school system. Students at West Prep are referred to as scholars. They have to wear uniforms, purple and gray polo shirts or sweaters they wear every day. It's really a strong emphasis on learning and involvement in a small school. Every kid has to be in marching band. It's a thriving community. And what I like about this school is it shows the power of smaller schools that can give more individual attention for at-risk kids. And it shows it works. And it's so inspiring to me. I went to huge, gigantic schools with thousands of people. in. I mean, there's like 2,500 people in my high school, and it was only three grades. So just before Christmas <laughs> in New York City, the district abruptly announced a plan to potentially relocate all the children in West Prep Academy to an abandoned Catholic school that first opened in 1897 and was shuttered by the diocese last year, Ascension School. The district intends to move all the West Prep students, who again, they live locally. These are children who live in, the, in, in Harlem and Manhattan Valley, they want to move them to the Ascension School to make way for potentially a dual-language program for Russian children in West Prep's current classrooms. The 11 rooms they take up now in this other school they've been at for 13 years. Every indication has been given. The decision was already made by the district, but a community of very diverse parents and families have begun to mobilize, and it's because this is happening in New York City under... Mayor Eric Adams, the first mayor to serve on an outpatient basis. And the optics are a bit shocking. This is the New York City School District replacing and displacing black, brown and special needs kids from Harlem and Manhattan Valley so they can import predominantly white children from other neighborhoods. Now, stay with me. These children have been told they're being moved to this new building where it was built in 1897. It's not a new building where they will have to walk up four flights every day to attend classes. There are no elevators. Ascension has absolutely zero outdoor space for these middle school kids. What? No outdoor space. The auditorium is in the gymnasium. There is no science lab. West Prep Academy has developed a great science lab over the last dozen years. That lab that they built up will now benefit new students who are not black and brown and are bussed in from other neighborhoods. They get the facilities that this little school has been growing for 11 years. It's happening in New York City right now, and the students and the parents can't believe it. They feel like they're being punished, they're being evicted from a school to a place with substantially less facilities to make room for kids who don't live in the community. Now, the obvious solution is import any new kids who need a school. Here you got this empty facility that needs new kids. Yeah. Then the new school gets a chance to grow and develop as West Prep has in their current building. Now, there have been zero complaints from the parents in this school that have led to this potential move. The move is not solving any problems this school has. I've got a petition that I'm going to put up on my Twitter and my social media. If you stop by, I invite you to sign it. You're allowed to. You don't need to live in New York to say this is fucked up. The general consensus is the district is going to do this because they can. Because who's going to care about the complaints of a tiny school that's almost all black kids and brown kids and special needs kids? It's exactly the kind of story Mayor Adams does not want to go wide. And the principal of this school is a deeply compassionate gentleman. I walk by him every day. Parents are multiracial, very passionate about how bad all of this looks. They had a public superintendent's meeting in New York City this week. Tons of parents were on hand to, to object. And the general consensus is this district made up their mind. And teachers, parents, and kids are being paid lip service by an indifferent bureaucracy. It's a multicultural family drama with a lot of tension and justice and hope. And parents are 
are asking the district to just reconsider and ensure that, you know, plans for the school consider the community's wishes to prioritize equity and children from the community where they live. You know, it's one thing if it's the 1950s and 60s and we're busing kids to integrate. This is not that. This is moving the black and brown kids out of their own school and busing white kids in. It's very confusing for parents that have to leave because of a space issue they didn't create. And it sends the message that when other people create the problems, the solution should benefit the problem creator and negatively impact the innocent bystanders. And again, the optics are clear here. This is a New York City school pushing out black, brown, and special needs students who live there because they know they can get away with it. It makes me angry, but it's exactly the kind of example of things that (laughs) I come here every night and I scream about international events, national events, but it's always the local stuff that affects your community more. And even in a place like New York City with a black mayor and they're trying to do stuff like this for a small school that actually disproves so many negative stereotypes about the public education system. So I don't do a lot of these personal rants, but um, I hope you'll come by my Twitter and Facebooks and take a look at the at the uh, petition and put your name on it. And I'm going to help the school try to make some noise and get some media attention and try to shine a light on the fact that there's stuff going on in your own neighborhood that you can get involved in. We get brainwashed and mesmerized by MSNBC and CNN, think it's all got to be about the delegates and who's going to win the swing states and the real battle for the soul of America. It's going on right in our own neighborhoods and our backyards. All the energy you have to fight Donald Trump, all the energy I have to fight Donald Trump. One of my resolutions for the new year is to try to use that energy to fight for issues closer to home that don't make the headlines. Because what else are we here for? Just to heckle? Well, I am. But the rest of you, you're good people. I'm not. All right. We got to take a break. I'm done preaching. I don't know. I feel like Nikki Haley uh, could come in and tell the kids, look, racism doesn't exist. I hope she does. Yeah, I think that's this is a great example right here. Dear fucking Lord. (laughs) I I hope you know what? I I hope I hope uh, she should give that message to the family of George Floyd, too. Oh, come on. Mm. Stop your whining. Racism doesn't exist. Okay, quick break. When we come back, some of your calls. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. I'm John Fugelsang. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Joined, as always, uh, well, joined when we're out in L.A. by uh, the wonderful Natalia Reagan. Thanks for being with us. Of course. I we missed could, you. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. for I'm not used to hearing that. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, thank you. And you were saying that you actually had a local experience here in L.A. that you were getting involved in. Yeah. So uh, there's a organization called Beverly Hills for Choice that has been uh, going and visiting the Beverly Hills City Council monthly because... An all trimester abortion clinic called the DuPont Clinic was supposed to open in October and uh, a terrorist group essentially called uh, Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust. Don't you love it? Stop using the Holocaust. Don't you love when people show you how like, I mean, I'm used to people showing how they don't take slavery seriously, but when they show how seriously they don't take the Holocaust, it's a special kind of evil. It's Yeah. And a lot of the women that have come have been Jewish and they talk about how it's not outlawed in the Jewish religion to have an abortion. In fact, if it's for That's the safety correct. of the mother, they are encouraged. So they're even using the word in a very dis- That is a shit you can't say right there. Right is, on. Yes. Uh, but anyways, uh, they came in. They actually, uh, the police granted them an opportunity to shut down streets in, in, in Beverly Hills to uh, basically protest the opening of this third trim- uh, all trimester abortion clinic. And I believe there's only four in the country. And, uh, you know, you know, John, that we women are not... Nobody's choosing to get a, an abortion in the third trimester because you know what? This whole kid thing ain't for me. It's oh because, no, women do it all the time. Yeah, we're just you know like what women, are we gonna do this weekend? Women, like well, women I'm eight carry pregnant. it. I'm yeah, just, you know, you go I'm through just, the pregnancy horror, carry gonna, the thing inside you for nine months, and then on a whim because you want to go dancing yeah, some night. I yeah, just, of course. You know, I wanted to do some cocaine and like you know, I no, no, that's not why. Um, I've seen people uh, jokingly use their um, beer belly as a great place to balance a beer, but um, uh, never cocaine. It's a it's a different different day. For different, yeah, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, it is terrifying that in Beverly Hills, a place that is the politicians all are very liberal. Democrats have uh, been you know, pro-choice for the entirety of uh, their time in office are now all of a sudden kowtowing to the wants of a abortion terrorist group. And so I've gone in there uh, to back up the people that are running uh, Beverly Hills for Choice, who are a great group of, of women and men. Men have gotten up there. And it, and it's funny because, like, as you know, we, nobody takes anything seriously unless a man talks. So when the men get up there and say something, you know, that always is kind of a, oh, I, I mean, oh wait, hold on, a man's but don't you But don't you think to some degree it's it's refreshing when you hear a man I do like stepping it. up I'm and not, talking about it? I'm oh, all yeah. for the bros oh. for row. Bros I'm, for row. Bros for row is, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. But, you know, it's, again, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if it takes Brad Pitt saying something like give, you know, kids to children in need, whatever works, right? Like if it's a bro that gets guys listening. But it, it, we all, and by the way, we could always use more of that. Uh, I, I, the most recent update, they said they're going to have more updates, Beverly Hills for Choice. But it's just, again, an example how I pointed out that you can get a Brazilian butt lift, one of the, the most uh, dangerous procedures. Uh, you can get that done in Beverly Hills, but not a um, safe abortion when you are 
life is at risk. And that's pretty terrifying, you know, especially in a state like California. And because a lot of the stories coming out of why women have had abortions that late are, you know, heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking, whether they're going to lose their child, their life, both. So, uh, again, you know, something to look at. Please check out Beverly Hills for Choice and, and get involved if you can. And hopefully we'll have some good news in the coming months because we've, we've really been putting a lot of heat on uh, the Beverly Hills City Council. Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but today was the annual March for Life in Washington, D.C. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, it's the Bonnaroo of uh, women hating events. <laughs> and House Speaker Mike Johnson was there. You know Mike Johnson. God, he's so... Hobbit on the outside, orc on the heart. He was there to pour honey in the ears of his brethren who haven't really spent a lot of time reading that Bible prop they carry. Mm -hmm. Give a listen. A6. This week in Congress, you'll be encouraged to know the House passed the Pregnant Students' Rights Act because that's right. It's over for this guy. Because uh, being pregnant while finishing your degree can be really difficult, but, but women should not be presented with a false choice of being a mom or being a student. That's right. We also passed the Supporting Pregnant and Parenting Women and Families Act. That's a big one, too. If Bill Hicks was sober and gelded, yes, I do. Right now, right now, <laughs> you should know, like Bill the Biden administration is proposing a regulation to restrict funds to pregnancy resource centers. We know those are the centers that States rely on to assist uh, expecting moms and dads, and that action would undercut that important work, the important material support that expecting and first-time mothers get from these centers. Our bill would prevent that regulation from coming into effect and ensure that the states can utilize these centers to help people in need. Who could be opposed to that? We're, we're passing these bills and we're marching today because it takes a lot of work to convince people that every single human child, every unborn child, has a value that is too profound and precious to ignore. And we have every reason to be optimistic, my friends, that we can change public opinion. <laughs> oh, dude, you got to change public opinion about yourself. And that's not going to happen because he committed the greatest sin a Republican can do this week. You know what he did? He worked with Democrats to keep our government from shutting down. And the only reason they are not trying to fire him out of the House <laughs> right now is because they know how fucking bad that would look in Election Day in 10 months. Yep. I mean, the Republican incompetence is going to keep this guy safe because they don't want to shine a greater spotlight on their own incompetence. And it took forever to get him in there. You know what I mean? It's just still. Uh, yeah, but they want him gone. Disappointing folks. Left and right. Just a, a couple of notes. Uh, the Bible never comes out against abortion. Nope. Jesus never comes out against abortion. Uh, Judaism never comes out against abortion. In fact, Judaism mm -hmm. uh, believes that a person's not a person until they leave their mother's body. Life begins with first breath. I didn't write it. And um, actually, if you ban Jewish women from access to abortion, you're violating their religious freedoms. And that's why abortions are legal and free in Israel right now. A fact you will never hear the blindly obedient Israel cartel ever mentioned. They like the conservative right-wing parts of Israel. They mm. don't like the progressive forward-thinking parts of Israel. Uh, God asserts that a fetus is property in uh, Exodus chapter 21. God gives Moses rather specific tips on how to perform an abortion for a pregnant, unfaithful wife in Numbers chapter 5. One time, God aborted every pregnant woman and fetus on earth with a flood because he felt like it. <laughs> 
And if you Mike Johnsons of the world still think that God cares a whole lot about innocent children, have a seat and let me tell your Judeo-Christian ass about this thing called Passover. No, (laughs) God is the least pro-life character in the book. Jesus never comes out against abortion. Jesus does come out against the death penalty more than once. Overturns eye for an eye and sermon on the mount. But of course, right-wing politicians will never follow Jesus. He's a prop to be ignored, and mainstream American media and the Democratic Party will never call Republicans out for the spiritual hypocrisies I have just caterwauled to you. We're at 866-997-4748. And a good word? It is a great word. 866-997-GRIT. Let's get to the phones. Uh, Sean in California. Welcome, sir. How are you? Hi. Hey, brother, you have the best words. Caterwaul. Wow. It's a good word. Bringing them. So wonderful discussion, you know, you know, take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, won't yes. You please, Would you please take me take home. home. Axel cared a lot about quality lawn care back in those days. So I'll never forget <laughs> so many tips about quality lawn care. He was so patient. Yeah. There wasn't a water crisis then. They could do that. Yeah. Now, you know, that paradise city lawn is just a waste of it's resources. A, yeah. It's an eyesore. Yeah. Yes, me. It's Hello. an environmental blight. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I have to tell you, I mean, <laughs> all my we, we Guns N' Roses jokes from 30 years ago. Oh, I had to start my hey. concert four hours late because something bad happened with my stepdad. I remember that now. Yeah. Fuck you all. Now Madonna's getting sued for that. Madonna's getting sued yeah. for a concert starting four hour late. You know yeah. what? Wow. I, at this point, I'm, I'm rooting for the Taliban. If we're that oh petulant, we're suing Madonna for starting a concert four hours late. You know, just bring on the comet. Yeah, honestly. Just. <laughs> That's not what the judicial brands for. That's redressive grievance case, Your Honor. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Sean. Well, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure his 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 shipment came in. I have no idea about Axel, but you know he did have it. He had a run, right? So we got to mm-hmm. give him credit, you know, because mm-hmm. look, artists they can be all messed up, but they they can do some amazing things. And I have to admit, I I like uh, li- a lot of the albums, but. Where we're at now, I have to say, you know, um, no person of truth or the character of truth could support the Republican Party of today. I mean, honestly, I know that's I'm stating the obvious, but if you have that in you where you're actually talking to family and friends where, you know, you are the truth teller. Right. Right. And maybe even, um, you know modest enough to know when you don't know the truth, even when you know the truth, right? You cannot support this party because they support complete bullshit lies every single day. And so, yes, Nikki Haley knows she's full of shit. That's what I can't stand about the Republican Party. And I think a lot of people, a lot of voters should think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not okay to win at all costs. You know, I That's know true. In Agreed. Sport, Integrity. Yeah. And so, I mean, they tell you anything. They will make up anything. And she can't just say it straight the fuck out. Slavery was why the Civil War happened. I mean, yeah, why she can't, can't do it. you? You know why she can't. 
She knows it, by the way. That is she knows so... she did not say slavery Ass on backwards. purpose. She knows why. Because if you yeah. call out racism, you will outrage white Republican voters who don't want to hear dick about They're this so because racism is not there. No, they They're don't so care. soft and gentle and, and triggered and smelty and... They are the snowflakes. Fragile. That just, if white yeah, fragile if is white so supremacists white weren't deeply insecure people, wow. they wouldn't be trying to convince you of their supremacy. Yeah. Uh, confident well, white I'm, I'm, confident I'm a, white people confident white people are just groovy with everybody. <laughs> oh, by the way, and, and by the way, they're turning on yeah. Matt Gates now. We'll get to that in the next hour. Oh, please. But they have turned on Matt Gates. They are calling that him woke. Blockhead. Mm-hmm. Oh God, and I hate when people use that term as a derogatory term because that's not how it started we talked about we this talked on about Shit this you of course say. yeah no i mean no sean I'm, I'm with you sean. woke has evolved from a, a term people uh, anti-racist use to too. describe anti-racism yeah. to being a term that racists use to mock anti-racists i mean this this that term goes back to like marcus garvey you know i mean yeah. that's the that's the 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 real screwed up but this part is what the right it. wing they, does yep. every 10 years they take another term meaning empathetic person who cares about others mm-hmm. like you know christian love and compassion politically they, correct po- is when now, i was a, yeah. when i was a kid it, it, politically correct before that it was a uh, 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 bleeding heart you bleeding heart liberal oh mm-hmm. like jesus and the painting yeah bleeding heart then politically correct Hello. Uh, hey, social sweet. social justice warrior yeah. That was a mockery term for oh, you. Well, aren't aren't yeah. you social justice war virtue signaling? Mm-hmm. Virtue signaling like 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 Jesus with the virtue signaling on the mouth. Like you say <laughs> anything that's not shitty and racist that you're virtue signaling. Oh, my God. And now it's woke. Racists will never run out of ways to mock anti-racists yeah. because they're never going to call out racism. And I include Nikki Haley and Tim Scott. When has Tim Scott ever stood up to racism? Never. He'll he, if he's on on mainstream news, he'll talk about being pulled over as a black man, but that's the extent of it. Tim Scott never did anything to battle racism in his community, and neither did Nikki Haley. She took down a Confederate no. flag, but not because it was racist. She took down a Confederate flag because a bunch of black folks had just been slaughtered by a white supremacist Confederate Trump supporter in her state, and she didn't feel like having the conversation about AR15s. And that's what we do. So Nikki Haley made sure instead of talking about an AR-15 because a young person had a gun he should, civilians don't need and slaughtered a lot of people, we talked about the flag. A flag. Las Vegas. You, you can do the both, La- Remember yeah. the Las Vegas shooting? Of course. Which they called the, the, My friend was there. the worst mass shooting in American history. It yeah. wasn't. It was the worst mass shooting of white people in American history. Google broken, Google wounded knee, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. That was a guy who had an AR-15, slaughtered these poor people at the country music concert. And somehow yep. Donald Trump managed to get us all not talking about the AR-15, but bump stocks. <laughs> so yesterday the Uvalde report comes out from the DOJ oh. and we learned that 276 cops spent 77 oh, minutes make me sick. terrified to go into a classroom while an 18-year-old with an AR-15, again, he easily acquired, slaughtered children. And we're all talking about these coward fucking cops. Hello. We're not talking about the gun that they were afraid of. And I'm sorry, guys. We can call them cowards all day, but I'd be afraid to go into a room if an unstable 18-year-old had an AR-15 because 18-year-olds shouldn't have access You're to AR-15s. Because No, you know who can have access? Women. Yeah, well. Women are allowed to have access to AR-15s <laughs> because women have demonstrated they are the only portion of the civilian population far less that can be trusted. They are not, they, exactly far right. Far less emotional. Exactly Ooh, right. Oh, women much. are crazy five days a month. Holy oh shit. I wish men were only crazy five days a month. Seriously. My uh, goodness. 
I have dealt with far more. But no matter what it is, Sean, they'll find a way to avoid talking about the guns. And that's exactly what made me so angry about Merrick Garland and the report. Yeah, the report's fine. And God bless the people who worked very hard on it. And it's damning and it's right. But it doesn't address the problem. It addresses the symptom of the problem. These cops were too scared of the AR-15. What do we do about that? Don't let civilians have have machines designed to kill lots of people really fucking fast. It's called patriotism (laughs) and it's called Christian morality. (laughs) <laughs> we need gun reform and gun safety. No one has the fucking courage to even bring it up because of money. And we yeah. all know the yeah. problems with money and politics. But I'll tell you the thing that you, me the we thing. mentioned earlier that yes. real quick is that I will never understand any human being that is so cowardice that they cannot that they think that someone because they're black or brown is getting an advantage over you when you're white. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with people? No, you have the advantage. Don't elect Republicans in your state. Maybe your state won't be broke. Right on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. You should see the racists on my timeline. They're so bold. See you tomorrow, brother. Um, oh, you're coming tomorrow night to the big show. That's right. Oh, good. Uh, we're now called the Save the World Tour this year. I just found this out. We're the Sexy Liberal Save the World Tour. Yay. I'm so glad you're going to be there, Sean. It's going to be a real party. And we're going to have a special night, guest. Baby. I didn't even mention tomorrow night, Stephanie Miller and Hal Sparks and Frangela and myself with special guest, future American Attorney General, Mr. Glenn Kirshner. Ooh. Of Justice Matters. He's going to be our special guest tomorrow night. Uh, Glenn's done the show like three times now, and I think he wants to join the Wilburys. So we're going to be having with us there. So thank you, Bam, another great show. Love you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Let me take a really quick break again. When we come back, more of your calls. We're at 866-997-4748. It's a casual Friday, and I'm here for it. We'll be right back. This is Progress. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius X in Progress. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Oh, Tim Scott. Oh, Tim Scott. Tim Scott, who never met a racist he wouldn't smile at. Tim Scott (laughs) endorsed his grand venereal wizard today. And before I play the clip... 
because Tim Scott sets back the black liberation movement about 400 years. We're back to the 16. We're like the 1621 project at this point. Um, <laughs> let me bring in uh, Natalia Reagan, who joined us uh, earlier, but also joining us once again. Oh, do I love this lady. Mona Shake is a stand up comic host and producer of Minority Reports. She's been featured in Forbes, L.A. Times, Newsweek, L.A. Weekly, Huffington Post, Washington Post. She plays all over from the Laugh Factory at the Comedy Store. She became the first Pakistani female comedian to be selected for the Laugh Factory's Funniest Person in the World competition and became the first Pakistani female comedian to headline the Hollywood Improv Goddess. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. Always a pleasure to be here. Always nice to see you. Hi. Nice to see you. How is it that you just don't age? What's, that mm, I don't age? No. What are you talking about? Every time I see you, man. What are you talking about? Are you dri- dipping in like a fountain of youth? Like, can I? Do you know where it is? Can I dip in it? It's virgin blood. It's I, very hard to find in Los Angeles. You got to go to the NICU to yeah. get the virgin blood. If, but that's... I that's what like Grubhub a, sends you near yeah. virgin blood. Yeah. yeah because so. more and more, mm. I look like Octomom. And you <laughs> just keep looking fabulous. Now watch what you say about that woman. Because she and I had a very strong relationship for a long time. Um, No, I, I look terrible. <laughs> I, I like I like having a kid ruined it for me. Like I, I, I faked it for a long time. And then I had a child. And then that was I it. I don't even I, have a kid. And I like the Crypt Keeper. I don't know what's going on. You are so not the Crip Keeper. I did this. About? I did this appearance on. I did this appearance on MSNBC right before Christmas. Yeah. Stephanie Rule had a primetime thing for the year in review, and, and I was on it. And I did this. I launched into this tirade about right wing Christianity, and and it went viral, and like some famous people shared it, and it went really viral. Yeah. And I got a lot of like very nice people and very mean people and a lot of death threats and all of you know Leslie Jones retweeted it. Then it went crazy. Oh wow. And I look so bad in this clip. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't send it to my agents. I didn't send it to my book agents. I didn't send it to any (laughs) relatives. Well, you didn't have to. It went viral. Yeah, they got it. (laughs) So viral, but I didn't send it to any of my loved ones. I didn't send it to any of my like. And then I read the comments. And again, I was I was exhausted. My child had a cold, and I didn't know I was sick. It was I was really run down. But like people say shit like, when did Fugel? Saying become vegan, guys shouldn't be vegan. It makes you look really unhealthy. And then I feel like, you know, that's I didn't recognize people saying what happened to him. And and like and like uh, and then they all thought I was a drunk as well. Like you know, sort of thing. Where okay, I, I guess I have to lean into being grotesque uh, and people go with are just it. assholes. It just doesn't matter. Like yeah. they want you to have like this natural filter on your freaking face. I know, all right? The goddamn time. But and then if gorgeous. you did, if you were like absolutely perfect you'd still get ripped apart for that it like doesn't matter. you, you you're gotta, damned if you do you're, you're just never yeah, yeah you're yeah, just yeah, yeah. Mona, you're gorgeous you get hit on by all different types of mediocre men in this town i'm sure oh my god it's uh, actually the uh non-committal long distance ones those are the <laughs> really ones that love me oh yeah the married ones especially that oh yeah are just, oh like, they're great in another country oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. the married ones when you want someone to text you late at night from their bathroom oh. while the wife sleeps the married guys are great i mean wow wow the attention well, thank you. You're very, you're very kind. Coming from you, a compliment means a lot. Thanks so much. It's, it's true. Well, I guess all that true blood didn't go to waste. You know who else is back? Graham Elwood is here. Uh, you can see Graham at the Comedy Store in Hollywood, the Improv LA Laugh Factory. Graham's a film director and producer, director and EP of First Nations Comedy Experience on Amazon Prime. He directed Afghanistan, Hello Junkie, and many commercials and political ads. He co-produced the LA Podcast Festival and co-host of Comedy Film Nerds Podcast because he's lazy and does nothing. <laughs> Currently hosts Political Vigilante on YouTube. And Rofkin, and I've even heard rumors he once worked with our old pal Jimmy Dore. Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good to yes. see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to as well. And I just want to say, with regard to the, I think we need to bring back low def cameras because <laughs> yes, high def killing me. Oh, I'm you just really like, want to go there? Okay. When I was young, I was so awful. I would be like, who gives a 
damn about mm-hmm. the high def camera. Come on, you vain middle aged women. Just get on there, put on your makeup. It's about yeah. the content. It's about the content. And now I'm like, oh, what can Botox do for under my eye? Can, can, I, get, <laughs> can I get Botox on my on my? Can I get Botox on my on my on my scrotum, please? It's too wrinkled. What can I do? like? I get Botox on my scrotum every yeah, day. Yeah, it's on it's, a daily. it's smooth now. It yeah. looks better. Oh, I was gonna so say I can. My tell scrotum from looks here. so you. much Today, younger. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You just exactly. walk healthier. You just got more of a yeah. pep in your step. Wow. Exactly. When you smooth it out. Yeah. It's 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 the it's the bad dye job that makes my scrotum look older under the wrong lighting. It gives That's it that nice singular ball thing too. Yeah. You can get it removed so it looks like you know, like David Bowie's pants and Labyrinth yeah. that one sphere from testicle. Oh. Kind of looks like those... a Kardashian actually. Yeah. Just like just, smooth, yeah. Exactly. Right? Just with the hair, out. but you still got the hairs yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out. I could just hear the White House aide saying, no, Mr. President, we don't need to do that show. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's, I'm really honored to be with so many attractive people. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, so, so listen, I, Tim Scott, you know, Oh, Tim Scott. So Tim Scott will now and then give an interview where he talks about being pulled over as a black man. And I know what it is to be black member. And then as soon as that interview's done, he goes to talk to Republican audiences and says how there's no racism. Just like Oi. just like uh, Nikki Haley. And Tim Scott, of course, famously said after the January 6th terrorist attack on our capital that uh, America is not a racist country. He said this in a building that was built by slaves. He said this after a president who lied that the first black president wasn't one of us launched a terror attack to throw out votes of predominantly black citizens in districts in Pennsylvania and Arizona. And white supremacist douchebags carried Confederate flags into our capital, which the actual Confederates never managed to pull off. And that Tim Scott said, we're not a racist country. And today, Tim Scott wrapped his lips around a big old racist reality show clown. Here it is now. I... I I, I don't know what to say, except I'm glad Harry Belafonte's not alive to see this. Uh, this is this is Tim Scott. Oh, we need a president who will lower our taxes and not raise our taxes. We need a president. That's by like Donald Trump. We need a president who understands the American people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's from a Monty Python album 40 years ago, that one. We need a president our foreign adversaries are afraid of. (laughs) What does he sound like an evangelist who just did coke? Right? Yeah. I was getting notes of Macho Man Randy Savage in that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. When we get back to the White House. (laughs) I, you know, he's, he's... He's a smart man. To be a black conservative is a very, very narrow lane. In and you get South to just, Carolina. You get to just be that, and yeah, you don't have a lot of competition. You just so get hard. to smile at lots of Confederate flags yeah. every day and have no problem with it, and you will be very... you you Your job will be as safe as a black band leader who laughs at Jay Leno's jokes. That's how safe your job is. If you're a black senator who's not going to mind racism in South Carolina, you have job security. <laughs> yeah, and it's... A, you know, I mean, he wants to be one of the... The, you know, every time the Republican convention, every four years, they, they just show the same four black people at the convention. So he wants to be one of them. When they, always, they always just show this. That's it. When Herman to, Cain died, it, like a, you know, it was like a spot. Just yeah, spot opened up. Spot but, opened but Graham's up. right. One you know, black guy. Like yeah, every time I watch one. the Republican convention, I'm like, 
that black guy, who's his agent? He gets so much screen time. Yeah. Like, like they're moving the six <sighs> blacks men around and having them change shirts throughout the show to make it look like they're different ones. That's their diversity program. Exactly Mostly right. Now, exactly all. right. I mean, <laughs> there's but, a wardrobe department. But this yeah. is the, Donald Trump left office and incited a group of white supremacists to beat the crap out of police who were trying to protect Tim Scott's life. And now he's on stage saying, we need a president that will restore law and order. Words mean nothing. It is a cult. And I have not been this amused by Tim Scott since, uh, I guess, the third act of Django Unchained when he got really mad when Leo DiCaprio was killed. I mean... (laughs) It's just it's just insufferable. And and the voters in South Carolina will reward Tim Scott for smiling and tap dancing around racist in chief. Yeah, it's it's I think it's the insanity of American politics today that that everybody just jumps on whatever trend will get them whatever vote. I mean, like it's literally and now it's whoever says the craziest stuff that'll help you. So just jump on that and. It's so true. That's, you know, I'm obviously a big, big lefty independent. I don't like either either of the two parties, but it just whoever says the craziest thing, that's where they'll go. And yeah. and that's that. I mean, it just it works. And, and you know, they're banking on the fact that the American electorate doesn't have a, sh- uh, a, a long memory. Well, I, I agree <laughs> with most of what you said. I'm a lefty independent as well. Never belong to a party. But I, I'm, I'm past the days of saying they're both the same because <laughs> Democrats are light years. Be, I mean, light year, as shitty as they are, light years beyond this, mm-hmm. especially on race. And they, 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 there are Democrats that don't enrage me to balance out the ones that do. There's not a lot of that in the Republican Congress. And what we're seeing now is that Tim Scott was running for president a couple months ago saying Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden. Now he's there jumping around and screaming. <laughs> and this is the same week that Nikki Haley's been having her problems where she said that slavery, where she she said the cause of the Civil War didn't mention slavery, right. said this <laughs> week, aye, aye, aye. and then this week she proved that she knows exactly what she's doing when she said America's never been a racist country. And that's, yes, we had slavery, but that, that's just how we started, and they, they, we got better. So yeah. they, they planned on getting, all men are created equal. It took them 100 years to actually do that, uh, yeah. 200 years, uh, but we're still getting there. And it seems like she's pathetic. Yeah, I've come to think she's brilliant. I um, She's I, brilliant. Yeah. She is going to lie about racism as a brown woman surrounded by racists, just like Vivek did. As a because South, the racists will reward her. I mean, look, as a South Asian woman, uh, I must say, uh, we call people like Vivek Ramaswamy and <laughs> Nimrata Randhawa, which is her real nice. name. Uh, I just had to get ethnic on you guys there for a That's second. That's Nikki Haley's yes. real name. Yeah. That's her real name. Ah, Nimrata yes. Randhawa. Wow. And, but uh, Nikki is her real middle name, and she apparently grew up using that. So sure, I gotta, you, can, you can use that. I mean, you sure. You know how much I hate being fair to her? But I, mean, <laughs> but I have to be sure. fair. She, she grew up, but her, her legal name is Nimrata, right? Yes, yes. We call people like that coconuts in the South Asian community because they're brown on the outside and white oh, on the inside and it. have real identity love issues because they try to like put on a face about something that they're not and they're like not being authentic. Yeah. I think this whole nonsense about like playing up and saying like dismissing slavery, dismissing, you know, the suffering of uh, blacks in America, in America to me, like when I come across South Asians like that, they disgust me because if it wasn't for the suffering and if it wasn't for the sacrifices of the blacks, you know, in America, South Asians like myself and even other immigrants and minorities would not have the opportunities and the space that we have in America. Yeah. 
There's no fucking way. It's true. There's no fucking way. They paved the way for us. Their sacrifices paved the way for me to sit down here and have this conversation Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. So for me to hear Nimrata <laughs> run her fucking mouth and say bullshit like I love how it's not exist. racist when you say it, but if I pronounce it that way, I'm, you can I'm say part it? of the problem. No, but it's not racist. That's <laughs> I know her real not. name. No, I know. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the most ethnic guy around. Look at mine. I'm the whitest guy with the most ethnic name. I didn't change mine to get easier <laughs> right. work like Nimrata. John, do you remember when I brought up, so I do a thing called shit you can't say about words that have problematic or, well, read racist origins and mm-hmm. that we should maybe rethink using them. And one of the very, the very first one I ever did back in 2020 was Caucasian. And remember, I, in 2020, I brought up the fact that in um, the early... Uh, 1900s, 19, yeah, about 1920, a northern Indian man, he was Sikh, he sought to become a citizen through naturalization using the definition of Caucasian. Remember how I mentioned yes. Caucasian includes those in the Caucasus Mountains, so yeah. uh, Azerbaijan, mm-hmm. Georgia, not they at Georgia, but the, the other story Georgia, breaks my heart. Russia. Uh, North Northern Indian, and, and the guy that came up with the term, he he picked this area because he thought they were the hottest people. By the way, he yeah, thought, Caucasus, yeah, the became Caucasus white because he cause thought they were they hot were white. So people. hot that God must have created these people first. He also created the so Mongoloid top. grouping for yeah. Asian people and the Negroid grouping for brown people. Yeah, so, Malayan and so Natalia's yeah, whole thing race. is that I can't say Caucasian because a racist created the term, but Caucasian has two K sounds in it. Yeah, I and know, as it's a comedian, you can't take that away it's from fun. me. And I don't but like. It's geographic. It's incorrect. But but this is my point. So this man who actually was a veteran fought in World War One. His name was uh, Bhagat Singh. uh, I don't know if it's thinned or tinned, uh, but he uh, northern Indian. He wanted to become a a citizen through naturalization because he was part of the Aryan race as the original definition of Aryan race. And also he was Caucasian based on that original definition of Caucasian. Uh, but the United States gave him the uh, citizenship and then rescinded it a few days later, saying, mm, it, it, that's not really what we think of Caucasian. So, right. no. And so he actually went up against the Supreme Court. And I believe that's when they changed the definition of Caucasian to throw out the original meaning. Ah, that ca- yeah. So, again, this is why it, it's absolutely ridiculous that Nikki Haley, somebody who is you know South Asian, is sitting here saying it's never been racist when this man who fought for our country... Wasn't even granted citizenship because he was North Damn. Indian I love or, it. North, or South Asian. But from it, North India. she's got the case of the coconuts. Yeah. Um, but it's also ridiculous that not the she's cut. being taken this seriously as a presidential contender. Graham, I kind of feel like this is the media Ooh. really thinking there's a very good chance that the six inches of plaque around Trump's heart might take oh. him out before the nominating convention, or the law law enforcement might do it. And so I kind of feel like she's going to stay in the race and hang around like one of Trump's wives way past her due date because <laughs> she's. <laughs> Because God. she's, she. I mean, oh, listen, Donald Trump's wife has been 50 for three years. He's already living in hell. All right. His worst nightmare has already come true, people. But I, I feel like the she's such a media creation in her mediocrity and her amorality and her just nonstop hypocrisy, flipping on every possible issue. And the media is going to keep her in there and build her up much more than she deserves to be. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. And I think this this election cycle is going to be probably the craziest we've ever seen in America. I hope so. And I'm ready for it. <laughs> I mean, literally, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, all bets are off for 2024. All bets are all off. All bets are I mean, like, Trump could be running a campaign from prison. Uh, yeah. You know, anybody, Joe Biden could pass away. He can't away. run, let's both, be honest. They're both old. He's, I mean, yeah. he can barely walk. He I think Nikki walk. Haley He's is sticking running. around. Her, her team is sticking around for two reasons. One, Trump is just denied, allowed. He's not allowed to run legally or the party yeah, that's denies it. it. Or 
Trump gets the nomination and he picks her as a well, VP. That's what that's what she's doing. She's that's auditioning. She, she, but he's been talking shit about her recently. Yeah, hasn't it doesn't mean yeah, anything. But Donald Trump, VP, man. Donald Trump was such a horrible child. His parents put him in military school to straighten him out. And what happened was he learned how to haze people there. And we see him do this with humiliating people and oh, making yeah. them publicly mm-hmm. grovel in front of him. Mm-hmm. Tim Scott hates him. Ted Cruz hates Donald Trump. Yep. And he just and you know who else just endorsed him? Chris, let's play Marco Rubio. Oh, gosh. Endorsing a man he hates. He made small dick jokes about him on TV. <laughs> and now he will grovel before the man who called him Little Marco for a year. This is porn for the angels. You can actually hear. You can actually hear Mar- one of our sponsors, Marco's <laughs> unborn grandchildren hanging their heads in shame. Take it, Marco. It's not going to be easy to fix this border thing. We're going to have to do something about the fact that we have five, six, seven, eight million people that have come in here over the last three years under Joe Biden. There's going to have to be deportations at a level we've never seen before. That's not anything we've ever done before, but we're going to have to. All this is going to be hard. And the one thing I know about Donald Trump is he's not going to let some special interests come in and stop it. He's not going to let bureaucrats stand in the way. And he's not going to care how much he's smeared in the (laughs) mainstream media over it. He's going to get it done. I saw him do it. And we need that again. We're going to have to make some tough, uncomfortable choices. And Donald Trump is the person I know. He gets elected. He'll do these things. Okay. Donald Trump has hired undocumented immigrants to avoid paying American workers a living wage in two different centuries. And that's just his wives. (laughs) (laughs) Mona Shake, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Web3 is a joke. Um, (laughs) You know, this is is the insanity to me of these two parties and and i know john we might not agree on some of this stuff but this is this is the oh, well, listen i'll agree on the insanity of the two parties i just <laughs> i listen 20 years ago i i wrote ralph nader a check on the bill maher show i would okay? <laughs> and back then i really did believe that the two parties were exactly the same i will never i don't have a uterus i know the two parties are not exactly the same but that's all go ahead okay. I'll, I'll bash dems with you all day when it's fair okay go on. so so the immigration issue is one of those things that 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 they like to each party likes to play their so joe biden's been the open borders well obama was nicknamed deporter in chief right right obama built the cages and put kids in them and then when trump goes in and puts kids in cages then liberals got all mad at that well no trump Trump stole the kids from their parents and put them in cages obama had the families together in cages oh that's so that's so much not the same graham i'm trying to point these things out to you these (laughs) distinctions matter i'm sure it made a big difference to the families. well i mean it did because they didn't lose their kids there's still 500 children that were stolen from their parents like indian children were 100 years ago sent out to be turned white with no system ever put in place to reunite them because stephen miller thought stealing children will be a deterrent because uh, in this country, a Jewish boy can grow up to be a Nazi. I'm so sorry, Graham. Continue. Please. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's where I'm like, to me, it's like, that's a, uh, you're still putting human beings in cages. That That's, that's where I, that's where I yeah. am like, I'm sorry. Like the, the both Bush, uh, you know, started weapons of mass sister lied about that. Yeah. Uh, Obama dropped more bombs than Bush. Uh, that really bothered me. Trump dropped more bombs than Obama. Wow, that's a record breaker. And Biden is now just keeping the war machine going. So to me, that's where, and when I listen to these parties argue with each other, I'm like, what world are they living in? Like the Republican Party's like, Joe Biden is a is a socialist. I'm like, I wish, I wish <laughs> yeah. he was a socialist. You know, like- They're still I, calling Obamacare socialism. I know. It's, it's yeah. like, it literally forces you to buy a shitty private company's product. <laughs> yes, yes. It is as far away- dollars a month. Exactly. Whereas uh, what the Republicans wanted was to do nothing. So when poor people are sick, they have to go to an emergency room, yep. which is socialism. Yes. Because the taxpayers mm-hmm. pick up the tax. 
tab. I mean, they're backwards on everything. They don't know what words mean. No. Yep. Mm. They 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 think well. They don't understand anything when they 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 conflate socialism and communism in the same sentence. Same thing. Like they they just and and when you say like when I tell people like oh I'm a socialist. And they go communist socialism, and I'm like, you don't even know what that means. Yeah. I mean, workers own the means of production, right. mm-hmm. and you know, they think everything socialist communist means, you know, Stalin, just like coming yes. in here saying <laughs> this is what job you have to have. And they, I'm like, they, they think that having a, a safety net and healthcare for all citizens is totalitarian fascism. Yeah, it's the same I, thing. I, you well, Marxist, you woke Marxist. I'm like, I'm like, I was like, he's a Marxist. You're a traitor. I'm like, I go, I just. I go, I'm just talking about democratic socialism where, where tax dollars are spread evenly. So if you're that scared of socialism, you should be scared of, you know, libraries and the police department and, uh, you know, trash collection. I can't <laughs> wait for my subscription-based ambulance service. You know? oh, that'll wait. be so amazing. Ooh. Oh, I can't wait for toll roads everywhere yes, so I don't have to I pay know. for it. Yeah. I want the fire department to go, sorry, we're not putting your fire out. Because we've uh, already seen that. Yeah. We've yeah. seen that happen in this country because people didn't pay their bills on time. Yeah. And that's what it is, right? Socialism is the fire department coming there, and capitalism is the insurance company telling you they're gonna turn down your claim. Yes. I was in the I got hit by a truck many years ago. John knows this. I landed on my head, it explains a lot. But <laughs> I was in the hospital for quite some time and I lost my insurance a couple months before I got hit by the truck yeah and uh my old insurance card was in there and i forgot to take it out because i'm super organized and while i was in there you know they, they thought i had insurance and then they realized i didn't have insurance and they rushed me out of that <gasps> hospital oh, yes. as fast as they could and then i got oh, a I've staff infection so no, 60, 50, and i almost lost my leg but anyways point being yeah, yeah. and then 50 i had to go to sixty thousand people a year die yeah. because wow. they're they're denied health coverage for the, exactly right the, the number one cause of bankruptcy in this country is medical inability yeah. to pay health care costs listen. and listen obamacare i'll give it credit it did reduce the the uh, the number of uninsured to the lowest mm-hmm. levels in history. Yeah. So you get you know it gets credit, and it wasn't good for everybody, but it did save lives for a lot of middle class people. It wasn't a good deal yeah. because it was not. And the Republicans kept fighting it, saying we have our own plan, and they never did because Obamacare is the Republican plan. Right. Liberals wanted single payer, like all of our capitalist allies have. Democrats wanted a public option. And I think Joe Biden should run for re-election saying he wants to lower Medicare to age 50. He should do what Bernie did, a version of it, and say, mm-hmm. just lower to 50. But Barack Obama gave us the Romney plan. Yeah, he Where did. you got to buy the private insurance, the opposite of socialism. Yes. It's, listen, listen it, we have wars to fight overseas, people. I mean, yeah, stop, <laughs> chop. Let's go. We don't have that Where kind of money next, for health care. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think uh, we should invade something sunny. Yeah. I think Aruba the Caribbean, is due. Maybe. Aruba, yeah. Aruba's yeah. due. But I hear these people saying, we have to stand with Israel. I'm like, oh, so we should have universal health care for everyone? No, we have to stand with Israel. Oh, so <laughs> women in combat. Oh, and no. access to abortions, right? Uh, free. Yeah. Free yeah. Legal, to- legal and free mm-hmm. abortions, abortions for anyone. No. So exactly how to, oh, to bombing brown people. That's how you stand with, that's how yes. you stand with. Okay, well, there you go. Right, right, right. But they won't stand with Israel's progressive policies. They'll stand with the regressive fundamentalist right-wing government that's of Israel. Right. Like the regressive fundamentalist right-wing government to Palestine. Yep. Again, you put conserva- extreme conservative religious people in charge of any society, mm. and what you will see is the opposite of whatever the fucking holy book teaches, and it doesn't matter what religion it is. I don't That's know. Right. I was raised Catholic. I think those priests did a pretty good job handling the kids. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they. I wouldn't vote for them. Is all I'm saying. But you know what? No. <laughs> but you know what Macy's and the Catholic Church have in common, right? They both have boys' pants half off. Hello, Monashake.com. There we go. <laughs> 
please take care of your waitress. Please. We're working so hard tonight, folks. You know, it doesn't cost anything to tip a little extra. Um, we're at 866-997-4748. We have about 7,000 people on hold, but I, I want to... I want to play you some beautiful audio in a second because because Matt Gates has gone woke and, oh. and the dream is over. What? Um, yeah, let's, let's let's get a couple of calls in really quick, guys. Please make your points or your threats as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, Jay in North Carolina, welcome. You are on with Mona Graham and Natalia. Hi. Hi. Yeah, first of all, I want to say I really enjoy every time Natalia is on, and um, I make this point uh, real yeah, it's quick. Too bad about Thank our looks, but much. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we really enjoy. It. But um, I'm half South Carolinian, half New Yorker, and I lived in South Carolina for a number of years when Nirada was her, was what's her name um, was the governor. And, How do you say Nirada? Uh, How do you say it right? Nimrata Randawa. Nimrata. Okay. Nimrata. Yeah, that. <laughs> that. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Mira Nair film. <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So, so anyhow, this is when the you know the uh, Obamacare was on the on the docket, and um, people wanted to expand it into states. So I wrote her a, a letter endorsing that idea, and I got this like you know placid letter, just pan fried letter back saying how she wasn't going to do that. And so <laughs> I would like to find that letter and publish it. I want people. At least to she turned that. you down. Yeah. Well. Yeah. At least you she... know, I would want people to know what she's about. You know, yes. and. Uh, and as far as Nikki or whatever, and uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's South Carolina's version of uh, not being racist. Those two, you know, I'm sorry, so I can say yeah, it, but it's just, exactly, you know, some what? of my it, it, some of my best public yeah. servants. Or not white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, I appreciate right. the call. Thank you. Thank I'm not you a so racist. Much. That's why I just gave myself the whitest white girl name possible. Nikki Haley. Now, again, I got to be fair to her. You're making me be fair, and I all hate right, that. But that's right. her, her middle, middle name. name. She was called that growing up. I would look, but it's like fucking Trump is making fun of her for changing the name. His family name is Drumpf. So it's like, <laughs> it's just like, but again, Trump's I mean, supporters will never be put off by the hypocrisy because they'll never know about it. They'll never know about mm -hmm. it. They'll never know that was his family name. No one will ever tell them it's hypocrisy. They won't, they won't consume news or electronic media that'll tell them it's hypocrisy. It's all just fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're in cults. I deal with these people every day. <laughs> yeah. Cults are fantastic. Again, I was raised Catholic. Speaking of Same cults. Same here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my parents were cult survivors. Uh, let me go to Mark in South Dakota. Hi, Mark. You're on Sirius XM. Mark, we got you. Sorry, Unmute, you Mark. Yeah, we hear you now. Hello, what's up? Can you hear me? Sorry, oh, yeah. I, I got you on Bluetooth. I, I'm outside. It's uh, uh, it was like negative uh, twenty wind chill, so I figured it's a good time to go for a walk. Oh, good for uh, you. How cold? How cold is it now in South Dakota? Uh, well, I, I, I was joking about that. I am outside though. I got some stuff to take care of before it gets cold for real. But yeah, it's supposed okay. to be like negative twenty tonight. Oh, right but, on. Okay, anyway, great. Uh, uh, so it's <laughs> If you experience like like heart failure during the call, I promise I'll call nine one one for you. Go ahead, I'll send you an Uber to your location. But go on. Did you hear that thing about uh, Joel Osteen today or yesterday or whatever it was bragging about finally about paying off that hundred million dollar mortgage? Yes, I heard something about this. Uh, Joel Osteen, our our lovely coworker, he he had uh, enough money to pay back a hundred million dollar loan, but then he still requested a four million PPP loan in cash to pay his staff. And then people uh, found out and freaked out yeah. and they had to pay it back, right? Yeah. Because God needs yeah, just, cash. Just, oh, yeah. Cause I, well, yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those uh, 
Pharisee, charlatan, prosperity gospel people that. But I don't think you understand how, how with inflation, how expensive hair gel is for Joel Osteen. I mean, <laughs> maybe the man has needs. Have you ever thought about his side of the story? I'm going to get in trouble. With I think it's the dry cleaning <laughs> that takes up a lot. <laughs> I mean, face tanner's not cheap either. That's I mean, there's exactly a lot of right. products. Those veneers that he has on. Oh, that's right. Exactly right. All the true blood. Yeah. Mark, thank you. Uh, we got to hit a break. My, my, my boss is going to yell at us. Uh, quick break. When we come back, more of your calls and uh, the end of Matt Gates. It really happened. Th- like, they've all turned on him. And it's kind of beautiful. And the irony is, he was being totally racist while pretending he was being unracist. Oh, sweet. It's a moment of beauty. We'll be right back. This is Progress. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. I am joined by comedians Mona Shake and Graham Elwood and Natalia Reagan, and his name was Matthew Gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Gates went on Newsmax this week, and you know, nothing good can come of that. So uh, <laughs> Matt's made some uh, some plans about how they can get rid of all the Karens in their party because he thinks that we've got to change the Republican Party a bit. I want you to listen to what he says, and then w- when you are done being shocked at how ignorantly racist his words are, think about how much he upset the racists in his party. It's very rare to be this tone deaf and infuriate the bigots, but Matt Gates finds a way. What I could tell you is like, for every Karen we lose, there's a there's a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement, and that abodes well for our ability to be more diverse and to be more durable as we head into what I could tell <laughs> He forgot to mention Nikki. Yeah, there's, he couldn't mention Nikki. He could have been what? a Julio and a Nikki, but he went with Jamal. Jamal. Why didn't he just go full in? Just Julio, a Jamal, and a Ching Chang? Like, why didn't he just get them all? And a Muhammad. He could have thrown in a Muhammad. Oh, we, got, oh, we could have had a Muhammad. There, Luther Washington. Yeah, yeah we had Juan exactly. Epstein. Yeah, they're all they're all here. No, we got a, a <laughs> Julio <laughs> and Jamal. So this may shock you guys. Um, <laughs> racists were mad about this because uh, they don't want them allow me allow me to quote um human rights pioneer matt walsh who said uh <laughs> this is totally indistinguishable from far left dei racial politics extremely embarrassing for matt gates someone else wrote what a brilliant political strategy let's explicitly insult and alienate the majority of 
our voting base for the sake of a demographic that is guaranteed to vote for the other party in huge majorities, literally no matter what we say or do. That's a more GOP political genius. He pissed off the racists by being racist and talking about winning. They weren't mad when he had sex with a 17 year old. Yeah, that was fine. That's like you get props for that. They weren't mad about the other stuff, but now uh, it is trouble in Magaland and they are cutting white boy loose. Wow. And it really it's it's Mm. it's wonderful. It shows its real colors of like, Mm. you know, you would think the Republican Party would be like, hey, we need to maybe that maybe there are, you know, blacks and Latinos that identify with our policies and platforms. Smart. Right. Donald Trump says that all the time. He says Trump says it all the time. Yeah. He goes that. And and he's not wrong when he goes to the black community and say the Democratic Party is like they bailed on you. A lot of, you know, the lowest black voter turnout in 20 years was in 2016. Ann Coulter says, why are Republicans embarrassed about getting white votes? It's the only demographic that votes majority are. Yeah. And GOPs are constantly denigrating it and pining for BOC votes. Ann Coulter is like you're being too racist and not racist enough at the same wow. time. When Ann Coulter is like your lefty voice of reason over there, like that's that's pretty amazing. That's wow. He's, that's a special skill. I still think it's hilarious that the, they're the majority that is slowly going to become a well, they're not even slowly, they're becoming a minority very quickly, still treats the minority very terribly. Twenty forty five. Yeah, exactly. And you would think you'd be nicer to the, the minority who will quickly become a majority to appease. You'd think that. You yeah, think yeah. that if you're so afraid no. that majority population treat like minorities hard. Last dying I, gasp to just I'm just offended he didn't include Muhammad and Raj. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no. I'm just really offended. If it's any consolation, I'm sure he's got other slurs in his catalog I can find for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean just really offended. Yeah. But to and me, not include at all. But yeah. look how not quickly look how quickly they all turned on him. I mean he was talking about getting more votes. He was talking about winning elections, but that wasn't about he was talking about winning elections with brown votes. And that was enough to make MAGA turn on him. Now think about this. Well, Donald Trump is the head of this party. The president, arguably their incumbent, such as it is, he had the Iowa pro- the caucus this week and they're saying, oh, landslide, landslide. It was 51-49. I mean, if, if DeSantis and Nikki Haley became one person, and that's not too much of a stretch, it's 51-49. Like, this party is intensely divided. And the media is so devoted to making us think that Donald Trump is already picking out the door he wants the escorts to visit him in during his second term of the White House. Well, the thing is, is I'm no Trump fan. I, I, I wasn't happy when he was president, but he lost the Iowa caucus in 2020. To Ted Cruz. You know, to Ted Cruz. And uh, I don't see DeSantis making up any ground on the guy. And I, you know, and I, I don't, and Nikki Haley, I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a Trump-Haley ticket, and that's a dangerous ticket. I, I mean, think that, it is, too. That, that'll win. I Well, I think Nikki Haley could beat old Joe. Easy. Yep. Um, I don't think DeSantis, I'm not sure DeSantis could, and no. I don't think Trump could. I think, literally, Trump is is the best shot the Democrats have of keeping the White House. I don't, yeah, maybe. And, and, and by the way, I said that in 2016, too. <laughs> and yeah, I believe so it. did Hillary's campaign yeah. when yeah. they really oh, so yeah so let's I, all be on the edge of our seats shall l- I tell you anyone who's like oh Trump will never I go don't say never do not say never get that word out of your mouth man. I, mean, I, know. I mean it's terrifying uh, I don't know how much you guys follow the Simpsons but they've managed to predict a lot of crazy shit they certainly mm-hmm. have yeah. and they predicted a Trump 2024 win and it scares the shit out of me yeah, yeah I know he would be very vindictive Back I had, in the White I House. had a Republican yeah. friend of mine say to me yesterday, he goes, uh, oh, you're so terrified of Trump's second term. And I'm like, I'm I'm a white guy. I'd be fine. I'll, I'll be I, I'm a white guy. I'll, I'll be all right. I'm a comedian. I'll be really all right. Yeah. Who loves America more than a comedian? 
willing to not have Donald Trump in the White House. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to give up on four years of just easy material. I, I think he's probably coming after my citizenship after this one. So after hearing these conversations, yeah. uh, I may have to change my name to Nikki Haley. So. <laughs> God, that might be my only saving grace at this point. I would just right now change your middle name to Rebecca or something like that. So I'm going to change funny. it to Karen. Yeah. Uh, that's then he can attack you for, yeah. for changing your name. Nikki Karen Haley. Uh, let me go to Stephen in Kentucky. Stephen, welcome. Really quick, you're on SiriusXM with Graham and Mona and Natalia. Hello. Hello, how are you all this evening? Better now, how Good. are you? Right. Mm. Well, I would respectfully disagree with some of what you're saying because I think there are other intervening factors here. And I also think that we all, again, I think we need to keep in mind the last several election cycles. I keep saying this okay. because the fact is, and you mentioned, the gentleman just mentioned a couple of minutes ago about Trump's win this time around in His Iowa. His name is Graham. I'm not sure he's a gentleman. Go on. <laughs> well, I didn't hear his name, so obviously, well, That's okay. um, what I'm saying is that, yes, he won, but it was not the victory that they're making it out to be. No, 93% of Iowa Republicans did not vote for Trump at the caucus. 93% well, that's right. of re registered Well, and it's Iowa very telling, too. Again, it's very telling that we have... A weather, what was it, 35 below zero, these people who are so hardcore for him coming out, and yet he couldn't even get what he got, 50% of the damn vote. That says that he's in trouble. It signals that to me. And I'm going to tell yeah. you something else. I saw where Nikki Haley came out, and, and she's talking about, well, you know, if I'm president, I'm going to pardon him because we can't have an 80-year-old man rotting in prison. Excuse me, dear. <laughs> if this 80-year-old man committed crimes the way he did, I don't give a rat's ass how old he is. He Thank should you. be rotting in prison. Stephen, thank you and so much for that call. I got to go, but I, I, I totally appreciate your point. And, and, I, and I love it. You know, like Alec Baldwin is indicted again. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. If he's guilty, yep. if, he, if he knowingly caused a crime, punish him. Yep. If Hunter Biden knowingly broke the law, punish him. That's right. If Joe Biden knowingly broke the law, put him in jail. Now, Trump supporter, say the sentence. Yep. If any Trumps knowingly broke the law, they deserve to face justice. Try to find a Trump supporter willing to tweet those words. I've, I've challenged a few to say it. I'm like, look, I can say it. If Bidens are guilty, put them in jail. Up. Yeah, lock I up. can't find a Trump supporter willing to say those words because they know exactly how the rest of the cult will attack them yep. if they say a demonstrably guilty Trump should be in jail. Yeah. I've never seen a political movement like this. That's it's a cult. Beyond morality, beyond reason, beyond fact. Like we used to, we used to debate policy and, and, and minority rights and women's rights and children's rights. And now we're debating two plus two is four and the sky is blue. Yeah. And this is, again, this is why I think it's the, the duopoly, the two party system. I think yeah. we're raised to just fight, pick a side so we can't have substantive policy debates. That's what a democracy but would should coalition. Have. If we had like Italy, would we be better? We'd be throwing yes. our governments every five minutes. Like no, I, 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 this I'm is very pro third party. Lincoln was third party. Yes. I believe in it, but I think we need to do several things. There's an organization that I, it's called open primaries or nonprofit, non, nonpartisan organization. And they're about opening the primaries. Like there's a ballot measure in Nevada and full disclosure, I'm been hired to, to do man on the street interviews nice. for, for them. So we're interviewing it and they're, they're combining Ranked choice voting 
and open primaries because that's right great. now I love it. Yeah. And and that's what it should be because then you're getting top 5 and here's what ranked choice voting does. So let's say I'm I'm running for office and I knock on Natalia's door and I say I'm running for I'm be Congress in your district. Would you vote for me? And she goes she goes no, I'm voting for I'm voting for John. I go great. Would you consider me your number 2? That's the thing that's it's it, so smart. It's so because now it takes away mudslinging. I'm not going to I'm not going to say, oh, well, why would you vote for John? He's awful because I'm going to go give me your number two, you know, and mm-hmm. you can go. OK. And then Mona comes and says, I'll be your. And then it you, takes the black and white out of the entire mm-hmm. equation. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're getting and also getting more participation. And, and I, hey, maybe my second choice will come in first. Maybe my second choice will come in first. Like and, and then you're, you're not this like all or nothing yeah. And then it also then gives more participation. And look, I'm a, one of the reasons I'm I'm really adamantly I don't like how the two parties have done it. They control the election system. And if you read the Constitution, there's no mention of political parties. I agree. That's why. Hey, the first third party president was a Republican. Yes. And it was Lincoln with 38 percent of the vote. Yeah. So I do believe it can happen again. But yeah, we you know. It breeds this type of thing. Like if there was good candidates running good policies, Trump wouldn't even get near it. That's right. I mean, exactly. But but again, but again, if the Republican Party had policies, they'd be talking about them. Right. They don't. So it's Hunter Biden's dick and brown people at the border. And I'll just say this real quick. My problem then with the Democrats is then they don't have a lot of good policies. They just say we're not them. What, that's this is this is where they, or they say they have good policies. You're going to turn me into a Biden delegate saying Chips I, uh, Act, Pact Act, student loan debt forgiveness. But they haven't followed. They, in my opinion, they should follow through more than when I they get the completely power. agree. But you that's know, how you lose. That's how you gain the votes. big three pharma negotiating with Medicare over the counter hearing aids. Uh-huh. I, you know, like, look, I'll say Biden has been so much more. He's, he's achieved so much. I want to put a hundred year old guy in office and see what he can get done because the 80 year old's gotten quite a lot done. Miss Mona Shake, how can our evil army of the night follow you and keep up with all your comedic doings? Where are you playing at? Uh, where am I playing at? I am going to be in San Francisco next Friday. I'll just miss you. Um, yeah, next Friday, January 26th, 5.30 p.m. I'm going to be at the Canopy Jackson Square in North Beach. That's going to be an amazing event. That's a company that I launched a year ago called Web3 is a Joke. That's right. And we do comedy roasts. All all Everybody follow Web3 is a Joke. Uh, and how do we follow, follow you? Is a joke. And you can follow me at Mona... Mona's Comedian, Mona S. Comedian on uh, Instagram and on uh, Twitter. You can follow me at Mona's Comedy and Facebook as well at Mona Shake Comedian. Mr. Graham Elwood, it's so nice to have you back. Thanks, Dude, for, coming thanks by. for calling me. Of this course. was great. Uh, of course. Yeah, go to GrahamElwood.com. You can, uh, my podcast, uh, Political Vigilante, also the show I do with Lee Camp called Government Secrets. Which is great. Well, thank you so much. I love Lee. We just talk about all the awful stuff America's done. And, yeah, I love that. Thank I you. love that. <laughs> it's so much fun. Lee makes me laugh. And I will be in Vegas uh, this next week. I'm doing a spot on Josh Wolf has a show on Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club on Monday the 22nd. And I'll be there actually interviewing people for open primaries the 23rd and 24th on Fremont Street and on the Strip. Nice. Uh, and then in February, I will be in El Salvador. I'm going to be guest hosting Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert's uh, show, The Orange Pill Podcast. Oh, brilliant. So follow me at GrahamElwood.com. All my social media is all at GrahamElwood.com. By the way, can I just say... Man on the Streets at Fremont Street is a different universe than Man on the Streets on the Vegas Strip. I cannot wait. So much more fun. I cannot wait. I'm I'm a I'm a nickel slot guy. (laughs) Miss Natalia Reagan, how do we follow you? Uh, Speaking of nickel slots, uh, (laughs) uh, you can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Natalia13Reagan. I actually have a science comedy special coming up at The Crow called Survival of the Filthiest. Think of it as a salacious and hilarious uh, sex class. That's February 16th at 8 p.m. at The Crow. And I'm also leading 
getting a trip to Madagascar, if you've ever wanted to go on an international adventure with a primatologist, animal expert, comedian, this is the time. Follow me, ask for details, and I'll give them to you. And there is nothing I would like more than to thank Russell Wolf for helping us out here in the studio the yeah. entire week, but there's no time, so I choose not to do that. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Chris Houselt and Thea Harper, and thank you guys. I'm John Fugelstein. Keep it tuned to SiriusXM Progress. Peace. Peace.